Heads up, punters. The Sticky and Smoky crew are at it again, but this time it's all about the roar of supercars at Mount Panorama. Sticky Wings and Smoky Barbecue are giving you and a mate the opportunity to win a VIP experience for two at this year's Bathurst 1000, including a full weekend hospitality package, a grid walk, track, lap and accommodation. Now, this is a serious bucket list opportunity. So keep an eye out for Sticky Wings and Smoky Barbecue in your local IGA. And if you can't find them, then ask the manager to get them in. To enter, simply go to stickywings.com.au or smokybarbecue.com.au and register your details. It's that easy. That's stickywings.com.au or smokybarbecue.com.au. Supercars never tasted so good. Adam Pengilly, good morning. Morning, Jared. Morning, boys. I see the, the text line flying about Ashley Klein, aren't they? Losing control of that game yesterday. Can, can I ask a serious question? When, when do we put the responsibility back on the players? losing control themselves there yesterday because to me they're going to take a lot of responsibility for how that game sort of dissolved especially in the second half there yesterday uh yeah no, that's a fair point uh but i think sometimes though adam the rules have allowed the players mm. to do what they were doing yesterday I, I think both coaches walked into that press conference yesterday in particular trent robinson and was quite critical of his own players and both teams for letting the game get to the stage where it did, and particularly in the second half. And listen, I don't, I don't think the, the match officials made every single decision correct. I think definitely that Tom Burgess tackle on James Tedesco should have been sent to the stimming before he was sent 30 seconds later. But you know, but he like, overreacted straight away with Victor Radley, Adam. Yeah. I, that was an overreaction straight away to put him in the bin. Once you've done that, you've yeah. set the standard, and there's no coming back from that. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But did, did he not... Try and throw a little slight punch there. Oh, I don't <laughs> so, think it was a punch, no. Well, I don't think it was definitely a close fist. I don't, it wasn't a forceful punch. I'm not. I'm not arguing uh, that that was the case. But you're right, Loz. Once yeah. that happened, the, the standard was set. But by the same token, like especially in that second half there yesterday, I was watching that game thinking, okay, I loved all the drama and the brutality and the niggle in the first half. But let's just get on with playing footy, boys. That game went forever yesterday. Mm. Like absolutely went forever. But mate, you um, can't get to a stage where you have players. Knowing if they've got been clipped around the head, of course. And, and I'm not saying that it didn't hurt, but they've been clipped. The referee misses it, and then you just stay there waiting. Mm. Like that's not the game. That that should be back on the NRL, though, shouldn't it? Was the, the NRL themselves, not the referee? Yeah, but the, the game has allowed that to happen. Of course, of course. That that's where I I get upset. With I the reckon... game has allowed players to just stay there waiting for the video referee to have a look. And then they determine whether it's a penalty or not. Adam Klein's got to go, in my opinion. He's hopeless in the bunker. He was hopeless yesterday. We see it every single game. There's that aggression and that. We've seen that style of footy so many times this year. And yet, sometimes it oversteps the mark. But to me, his decisions yesterday were disgraceful. And I think he cannot referee another game in this final series. Well, it'll be fascinating to see, Clarkie, because he was a state of origin referee. Yeah. Well, even I think that was a mistake as well. Yeah. If, if, he, doesn't, if he doesn't get any of the two games this week, well, then it is it is a bit of a fall from grace. Yeah. Like, listen, I, I tend to agree with you guys to an extent, but also I'm looking at both those players and come on, guys. Like, let's just get on with it. Let's get up in tackles. Don't lay down. Let's just keep playing footy. And it just, to me, that game. It wasn't enjoyable to watch in the second half, I don't mm. think. No, I, no, and it just kept going. Mate, yeah. Like it was... I wanted to turn it off. After that last send-off, I was like, oh, is this, like, is this really happening? Yeah. Seven, I don't care what anyone says, seven sin bins. Mate, in local rugby, in country rugby league where there's <laughs> 25 all-in brawls, there's not seven sin bins. Like, yeah. come on. 
Yeah. What, what time? Did, what, what, I was obviously at the game yesterday working. I don't know what time the news started. Yeah, it's about eight minutes yeah. past six. Seriously. But Adam, I, I can say this, and I've said this for, well, how long have I been saying, you know, about oh. the games just dragging oh, on? Three years. You, yeah. you want it to be <laughs> fast and you want it to be furious, and at times yeah. we do get games like that, but then you get some games, and, uh, you know, not as bad as yesterday, but it's two-stop start. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We're starting to be like NFL. And the one thing I hate, Lodge, is the captain's challenge. I'm, I'm, I'm over the captain's challenge. I don't know what you boys think, but that, that one where we were... Yes, sometimes the referees might get a decision on the field wrong and it's overturned, but we literally sit there and play stand around for two minutes waiting for a captain's challenge to be decided. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, let's talk some racing then. And uh, overnight, very very elegant has run third in a field of six there in a 2,400-metre group two at Longchamp. Uh, I've seen it this morning. She was much better. On yeah, this occasion, she, led them up to Adam. Yeah, she was definitely improved, Jared. I sat up and watched that race last night, the pre foire I think they call it. I hope I got the pronunciation right of that race. But you're right, it was only a small field, six horses. And she went forward under Christoph Simeon to lead, which is completely out of character what we've seen from her in Australia. She's always been a very keen-going horse, so they tried to ride her a little bit of cover back here in her, in her career in Australia. But she went forward there yesterday, and she gave a decent kick in the straight and was already gunned down by one horse that sort of peeled off the back of her heels late and flashed to win. And she battled with the second horse to, for the runner-up and just was nosed out there. Yes, it was an improved run. Um, whether it was good enough to justify heading towards an after triumph, I, I don't know yet. I think probably maybe one thing, I, I want to be a little bit critical of the ride there with Christoph Simeon. He went probably a little bit too slow in the lead. We know her probably best mm. asset is her staying power. Like I thought he might have could have gone a little bit earlier and tried to get the other horses off the bride a little bit earlier and try and make use of her aerobic ability, but it sort of turned into a bit of a sprint home and she was uh, gunned down by one or two late. So I don't know what the owners are thinking. There's a chance there to go to the Arthur Triumph. There's another Group 1 race on Arthur Triumph Day for fillies and mares of 2,100 metres, which actually suited down to the ground. But I wouldn't say she's completely back on track, but certainly a much better performance than her first run in Europe there. Jeez, James Cummings looks like he's got a couple of handy two-year-olds. Uh, three-year-olds, sorry. Yeah, what a great day for Godolphin at, at Rose on the weekend, Loz. Uh, in streak, first of all, was great in the run to the Rose. A race where not a lot of fillies are contested in the past, and none of them had won previously. So she's broken new ground there on the weekend. She was really dominant. The market gravitated towards her on Saturday. She was fantastic. Best of Bordeaux was much better under J-Mac there, and his customary roles sort of uh, uh, being pressed forward. Natuno was the unlucky runner in the race with Tony Golan and Huey Bowman. He never got a real fair crack at him, and probably a pass mark I'm suggesting for Fireburn coming back after a two-year-old feats, and uh, Prometo was good for Jardin. I thought wasn't too bad late in the piece, but had nothing, nothing away from in secret. She's probably going to be the horse to beat in the Golden Rose. Uh, what a great finish it was in the Maccabi Diva down south at Flemington. I'm thunderstruck, just running down alligator blood. Well, for the entire length of the straight, Jared, you never thought I'm oh, thunderstruck was going to get there, did you? Like, alligator blood had that race wrapped up until the final stride, and he just peeled off his heels late and got the bob. So, well done to uh, Mick Price and Mick Kent. Uh, fantastic work for them to win the Wheeling that Group 1 with I'm Thunderstruck. I'm telling you what, I- I'm starting to warm towards Alligator Blood in the Cox Plate. And, like, I know he's untried at that, te- uh, that trip, but I reckon Mooney Valley might be a course that suits him. We're a really tight-turning course where he's going to race on speeding and slingshot off those bands and maybe catch a little bit of breaking them down the side there and into that home straight. So maybe Gay can win a Cox Plate after all later this spring. It wouldn't be quite controversial that comes with alligator blood. Yeah, certainly would. But uh, what a spring in prospect it is. Great days racing Saturday at Ramwick. Can't wait, Adam. Thank you. We'll chat tomorrow. See you, boys.